This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, a radio show and podcast taking a look at the quirkier people, groups and interests in the region. I'm producer Gary Farrow. Surrogate parenthoods in Aotearoa, New Zealand are an altruistic arrangement. Sometimes they occur via in vitro fertilisation, IVF, or traditional surrogacy in which the surrogate mother's egg is used. The latter was the case with a same-sex male couple in Kirikiriroa Hamilton who generously agreed to share their story of having their daughter via surrogacy. she sees, she says she wants she wants I see she gets That's my daughter in the water Everything she owns I bought her Everything she owns I'm Stuart. My backstory is probably so I'm in a same-sex relationship and came over from England 20 years ago for a year, met a local one Saturday night and plans changed. Um, and I'm still here, then I don't know if children ever were or weren't on my radar, but um, I guess they weren't not. But when you're 20, you don't overthink this. And then a few years later, we became accidental foster parents to some kids um, within my husband's extended family, um, which kind of started, I guess, the conversation with us. family member died and we were helping out and then one Friday we ended up moving into the family house and stayed for a year with these three kids um, which kind of gave a very strong oh okay maybe this is what I want from life um, when that ended we then had a year's downtime and then due to other family um, matters we ended up with a nephew came to live with us um, for a time ended up staying with us for three years Um, which was fantastic and in the middle of that kind of we had very serious conversation about did we want to have more children children of our own what did that look like and I think like everyone who has fertility issues the first thing you do is you go oh well let's go and have a look at adoption Um, discovered quite quickly that adoption in New Zealand is not what it was a generation ago yeah, how do you mean by that? Like, Oh, so um, societal changes, really. Once upon a time, there were many, many babies came up for adoption because, you know, children out of wedlock were, were you know, not allowed or mixed-race children just, we, you know, we can't have this in the family and they, and they quietly went off into adoption. You know, it's just sort of being quite frank about how society once was and now, you know single mothers, you know, non-traditional families, it just happens and society gets on with it. 
um, I think the year we were battling through um, SIFs as they were through there's a whole nother story um, SIFs let's not get too sidetracked there or it could be a whole nother podcast um, I think there were less than 20 babies were adopted and SIFs will as soon as you're in there talking to adoption they try very hard to push you for home for life and having come out of having, well, having been burnt I think by two foster type arrangements it wasn't where we were at really um, you know further down the line maybe we will revisit it but at that stage we really wanted surety that we were having a child that was you know inverted commas ours and we weren't going to be battling with third parties or problems and then in true style over drinks one Friday night with some workmates I didn't realise that um, one of my one of my then workmates had, had twins born to one of her best friends mm. and she sat me down and had this very serious conversation over drinks and so that led me to join um, the new, um, it's, it's a website NewZealandSurrogacy.com um joined up I guess for a look and a chat um, and that was coming up 10 years ago now um, met a lot of people met a lot of families my husband who was a little reluctant around surrogacy um, cultural reasons he's mildly kind of it's just one of those things that just was even more foreign to him than it was for me at that point you know prior to understanding that my friend's children were came through surrogacy um, surrogacy was something you see on TV documentaries mm. it's not it's not what normal people do it's not what real people do and then was like oh so I had this very human reference point and so we went along to a get together with the surrogacy organisation and Anadu came along and we met some of these families and it was like oh it's really not scandalous it's really quite normal and we sort of went from there. That's sort of the backstory. interesting I think what you said about you know putting a human face to surrogacy yeah because as you say initially it's sort of a sciencey thing isn't it it's sort of got a it's it seems it seems a lot more complicated and machinated than it actually well is. yeah well and and you know there's there's many shades of gray within you know how which surrogacy pathway you tend to go down um, for us and within New Zealand within New Zealand um, commercial surrogacy is illegal so going through the forum we did it was very much um, so it's altruistic surrogacy so it's people wanting to have a child through a form of surrogacy reliant on the goodwill of a woman who is prepared to carry a child for you 
um, some people go down um, that the IVF gestational surrogate route for us um, same-sex couple we were quite we were we were pro looking traditional surrogacy and we were fortunate to meet our daughter's birth mother um, so we who who offered to be a traditional surrogate for us um, and through a home a home surrogacy arrangement shall we say so there was no no involvement of an IVF clinic or um, any of that you know science input mm. it really was we wanted to have a child she was offered to have a child for us and quietly and discreetly we went and made one I guess is the yeah <laughs> you know sorry I'm, the, the I'm, PG-13 I'm, way yeah, of talking I, um, about it <laughs> I, you know I'm, I'm prone to sharing far too many details and possibly we won't talk about those today because um, yeah we could be here all day scandalising your listeners but that makes sense because IVF is a it's a long expensive emotional mm. uh, quite potentially not successful process isn't it compared to um yeah. Well, well, when certainly when you say emotion, I mean it's whatever pathway you do has its kind of its personal challenges. But as soon as within New Zealand you're going through an IVF process with surrogacy, you're in into ethics approval. Mm. So you've got you know a whole level of oversight of your lives and your bodies and your world before you've even started the pro. You know, an actual attempt to make a child. You know, and it is it, it runs to thousands of dollars with. Um, meetings with counsellors and lawyers and preparing your paperwork and then paying your fee to send it off to ethics committee that can then decline you mm. on on criteria so that that is that is problems with the system itself really I, I mean I, 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 I won't get you to say yes or no to that well, well the, the system is the system yeah and I've not been through it but my experience with friends who have is it can feel quite there the ethics approval is being made based on a very un, inflexible list of criteria Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so it's de- it's designed to sh- achieve a certain ends and stop um, stop certain things from from happening to control to control the process. Uh, yeah, and you know, and it's, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a strong believer in you know we're, we're dealing with humans and human lives. There need to be robust checks and balances in there. Um, but but you know I know of you know people they didn't even bother going for ethics approval because the BMI of the woman who'd offered a surrogate for them was over the over the the magic number. The fact that she'd carried three children happily and healthily with no problems wasn't going to be taken account for. Mm. You know there there just can be that real lack of yield in in the system. Mm. Yeah, and I know uh, yeah friends and same-sex couples who have experienced that as well. You know, both male and female yeah. having to having to battle with all of that stuff. Yeah. So how did the how did the experience work through the NZ Surrogacy website? Um, I guess as someone who will talk to anyone about anything, I for me it was quite 
it was long but it was painless you know it's um it's a, it's an online forum um for i think i think the front portal talks about like meet the meeting of like-minded people so we came on there's a multitude of conversation threads some on topic some completely off topic um and then there's periodically get-togethers dotted around the country depending who's around and what's going on um we were on the foot it was four years from us joining the forum to our daughter being born um the reality is there's more people hoping to have a child through surrogacy than there are women prepared to carry a child and that's just just a reality of pressures um felt like you know you were winding up the piece of string and are you ever going to reach the end a lot of people came a lot of people went a lot of babies are born around you and you kind of you wonder am I barking up the wrong tree here um we had we attempted with two different women um a couple of years in we um a woman approached us because house rules in the forum are surrogates and donors approach intending parents not the other way around so it's around, you know, offering a level of protection for, for those people. Um, so we met one lady, had three attempts with her. Then she had a complete change of personal circumstance and ended up moving overseas. So it kind of came to an abrupt end. And again, we sort of thought, oh, you know, is that is that the end? How long do we carry on? But no, so we carried on. Then a few months later, um, we approached just conversationally. Um, by our daughter's birth mother um, had a long chat with as with both surrogates long chat over many many weeks and months around life in general around children around the process around what we wanted you know du- before during and after um, to agree to, to find that we were the right fit for each other because that's the thing you, you know you're in, out, you're in altruistic space um and you know, and you're creating this person, and so you have to kind of make sure you're not only looking after yourself, but the needs of any child that might be born. Um, and so then, what was it? That was the middle of the year, and then we started beginning of 2015. We started the process of actually trying to have a baby, and just we were at no 14. I lose track of years now. Yeah, 15. So we spent all of 2015 trying to have a baby we were just at the the wrong end of the bell curve because if you go to a gp and say you know just a heterosexual couple oh we're trying to get pregnant and we're not and you're in your 30s if you've not been trying for a solid six months they say go away and come back when you have mm. so we spent basically the whole all of 2015 living in four week cycles started thinking oh is this it um things were a bit rough on the personal front we spent all of our savings on a very expensive last minute holiday overseas and while we were there got a message we were pregnant oh lovely yeah so that was a an interesting one
and and then obviously I mean anyone who's who's been through pregnancy knows just how you know especially when you've been through a not straightforward process just how long nine months can be mm. <laughs> sort of plus of course we were doing you know it felt almost like pregnancy by correspondence you know shortly after we conceived birth mum was living in Topol moved down to Wellington with work as we knew was going to happen mm-hmm. so kind of we were having having a baby across North Island <laughs> almost and you know just flights down for scans and going down to visit and it was all quite strange but it was all we knew mm. yeah and I mean I suppose it's unique in, in the case of every pregnancy so I mean oh, yeah. that's completely legit and um, so when she was living in Topor were you sort of commuting between yes. here and there to, yes. to, to, to build your relationship uh, not so much by that point because we we had quite a, a long lead in between her first approaching us and us starting because of what was going on in her life um, and oh that's an international holiday holiday by the way nothing weird mm-hmm. it was we can start in January after a long planned trip overseas <laughs> um, so yeah we did she, she was up here with work and we went down but we just we were on messenger most night talking shit half the time to be honest and, <laughs> and five years later we still do um, you know, we, we go down down to Wellington to see her occasionally. Everyone's always like, "Oh, it's so nice! You're maintaining the relationship between her and your daughter." And I'm like, "Now I'm going down for cocktails and catch up with my friend who left me." <laughs> like, like, you know, just so much went on in that crazy period. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yes, yes, we do. It really is for us. It's really, you know, I always talk in I when I talk around surrogacy. So for us and for I, it's really great that we've got an open relationship but sometimes it is easy easy to forget it's actually premised around her and our daughter it's actually we've been through this bonkers process and she's like my crazy friend who I miss because she upped and left me because <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the, the conversations you have you know when you're talking about having a baby you go off in the most strange tangents in your conversation when you're just trying to suss out who this person is you've met on an online forum mm, mm, absolutely because you know because I mean you know there are people who do surrogacy in New Zealand and they meet and they're like no I just want to have a baby for them because they're nice and then we go on our own way and for them that's for them but that's not how it was for us so you know for all of us making sure you know this because you know we're bound to each other for life now so it had to be you know yeah we're a bit crazy yes she's a bit crazy but we're the same sort of crazy and because we've had all that lead in it's great take your time so they say and that's probably the best way to be but what about those who are fighters and what about their daughters I will promise to do my very best To do my duty for God and my country Hey, but I'm just human after all I will promise not to smoke too much And I will promise not to party too hard 
does she have a family or is it alright if I ask? Uh, no you can't know so she's in her still 30s um, I wonder if you're listening I won't say too much no she um, she didn't meet Mr. Wright but she's hoping children on her horizon cool yeah um, which would be very exciting it would um, because as is common in um, particularly traditional surrogacy within New Zealand or these open arrangements we do the auntie uncle thing yeah um, just off topic but subsequently I felt it was important to pay it forwards within the fertility community um, and we are now impatiently awaiting the arrival of a baby for a lady who I paid it forwards to oh that's so, so lovely I get to be uncle again and my daughter's going to have a cousin who's actually local so we're impatiently awaiting baby cuddles oh my goodness yeah. that is so lovely so yeah so you said it was a painless process, like trying for um, your daughter, but um, well, I wouldn't say painless. Yeah, 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 yeah. But was it was that helped by the altruistic element of it, and sort of the support of yeah? Your so friend? we yeah, because we'd um, so like I mean, it was probably we were at the more unusual end of the spectrum of traditional surrogacy in that every four weeks I would, under smoke and mirrors with my boss, make an excuse why I had to work from the Topol office <laughs> for a couple of days this week, nobody asked, and I would just work down. I'd go and stay with her in the spare room. Mm. Not in the same bed, for any, in case anyone's thinking that. <laughs> um, and there would just be a nighttime exchange of goods. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny how, as humans, it's... It's so hard for us to, like, like we feel like we have to walk on eggshells around stuff like that with our employers. Like, yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, I mean, it's privacy. It's yeah, privacy. But it's also, I guess, some of it was probably more around the nature of my relationship with my boss. There were people in the building who knew exactly what was going on. Mm. Um, it was just not a conversation. Well, I guess some of it's you don't want it to be public knowledge either. Mm. Normally when you're trying for a baby, you don't announce it to the world and then have everyone, yeah. everyone yeah. counting down to day 28 with you every month to see if, <laughs> see if you're pregnant. You know, yeah. some of it is actually you want to be able to get on with it quietly. Mm. But also it was, yeah, it was not a conversation I was going to have with my, my boss. Mm. Just he didn't need to know. And I'm sure he worked out something was up, but didn't need to ask either. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> you know? yeah oh well it's cool that you could work remotely as well yeah yeah so well, as, by, as by chance yeah yeah by chance we had had an office down there so i just could all oh, right yeah yeah How are you finding fatherhood now? Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is, is it everything you ever dreamed of? Oh, yes. That and so much more. Um, yeah, it's... Well, if you look around my lounge, you will see it's no longer the tidy home of a childless couple anymore. Mm -hmm. um, no, it's great. It's, you know, we knew... We knew what we were walking into, to a certain extent, having had older kids. Um, 
I mean, nothing prepares you for a baby and a toddler like having one of your own. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's what we wanted. We waited a long time to be parents. Um, I won't tell you how old I am, but yeah, it was 15 years ago. We had the accidental foster kids and we're about to have a five-year-old. So yeah. it was, you know, a long, long lead-in. We were, we were ready to do it. I was ready to jump off the treadmill of working full-time and be a stay-at-home dad for a year and had to go back to work because financial reality, but was fortunate to not go back full-time. Have no desire to go back full-time. We, you know, we waited so long to have this. It really kind of highlights your priorities in life. As you know, I, I know we're, we're fortunate financially that I don't have to work full time. But you know, the, the the extra money I could earn wouldn't offset what I'm missing. Thanks to Stu, Anaru, and their daughter Thea for being the subject of this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can like the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.